हरि ओम तत्सत हरि ओम तत्सत जय गुरु एस यू नो एस्टरडे आई वेंट फॉर इनोग्रेटिंग ए फोर डे ഹൗദ്ജക്ട് but i would like you to at least think about it you can ask me i will explain it further valmiki himself was a convert he was a dacoit when he was told that what he was doing was wrong oh is there any right and wrong consideration what is the wrong it was pointed out then whenever you do something wrong there is an inner consequence for it you go and ask your wife and children whether they will share the papa phala of whatever you do innocent ratnagara rushed to and found out that they would not share it is your duty to look after by what means you gain your income it is not our concern you should do things properly impropriety in your action will rest with you and we will not share it he was very much shocked to find it then suddenly he decided now what shall i do to absolve myself of all the sins in what i have done they said the only way is to do tapasya what is the tapasya at least chanting of bhagavan's name so he was given the name ram 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 he went on chanting initially the chanting was loud it became lesser and lesser noisy it became a matter by the lips he closed the lips it was mentally there finally the mind also stopped chanting and he was immersed in his own self expanse nobody knows how much time had elapsed by the time he got up he got up from an anthill that had covered his body when there is something still the ants will crawl there that is how it is the little plants that were around when he went into that jaba all of them had become very huge trees so he understood what had happened to him because of the contact and association with the sages which i am likely one a forest dweller is likely to have i have been saved what about the people of the plains for whom there is no possibility for a saintly conduct how to rid the human mind of all sins and sinful tendencies what can be done as it happened in my case it can happen in many cases what is the way to help and guide the process he was very much involved in the process every day he would think about it he was known as a valmiki maharshi having come out from an anthill bharadwaja and others were his disciples one day when he came to the tamasa river for taking bath the river was very very beautiful there was no dirty water it was a clean water flowing beautifully the bottom of the river could be seen it was so clear 
he said this is the way our mental flow also should become clean then you will understand the soul beneath suddenly he turned his gaze sideward there was a hunter who shot one of the two birds perching on the branch of a tree and that bird fell hit by the arrow bleeding the other bird was either able to go near the falling bird nor it was able to go away from it you can imagine the agony the other suffered from the bereavement this mood hit and mood while making harshi's mind beyond measure and the grief he expressed it became the first poetry of our land manishad pratishtham tum agama shashvati samah yatkramcha midhunadegam abadhi kama mohitam what did the birds do to the hunter they were living they were perchi the hunter himself would like to sit with his wife and chat what he likes himself he denies to another what is this philosophy what is this motivation when he went home went to his kudiran park cottage back he started thinking about what she said he found it was beautiful poetry there was a lot of meaning so he was thinking how to bring about a change in the human mind what can be done that was the time narada maharshi happened to visit him he was very happy he greeted the visitor and then asked him oh maharshi you are roaming about in all the three worlds unhinderedly so whatever transpires anywhere you will be knowing tell me precisely one point is there anybody living now don't tell me somebody lived earlier and i have heard about it is there anybody living now who is very righteous good noble kind considerate at the same time who is valorous powerful i don't want to know the story of a weak man he must have all valor strength power to combat enemies at the same time good noble and considerate i always say bharat is always a dharma prasu she always delivers people of dharma and such people were never absent in any age narada said yes i know he is still a boy he is not at an adult he is the first son of dasharatha to the extent he has grown and i have known i will tell you the rest you find out so he gave a beautiful description of what rama was as he knew it he was still a boy the prince the enquiry is couched in beautiful terms konasmin sampradam loke gunavan yascha vidyavan is there anybody living now who is of qualities at the same time heroic and valorous and he puts a few more words that is how he came to know of rama he sat there meditated upon his life found out some elements he could verify it from the palace of ayodhya living on the tamasa bank and then he started composing that is the time brahma went to him and said 
it was my machination that i brought a hunter before you and the hunter enacted what he did so that it will evoke an unstoppable merciful flow in your mind unless you are hit by affliction and agony you will not be able to be involved in a great work like this so the entire work should be aimed at removal of greed possessiveness intolerance and the like he started writing ramayana and brahma said as long as the firmaments and the mountains last your ramayana will also be it will be sung it will be learned it will be disseminated by people this is the ramayana that we have the main point that you have to understand is the story of ramayana is a history of our land we have only two epics ramayana and mahabharata ramayana penned by valmiki in tridayuga mahabharata penned by vyasadeva at the end of dwapara yuga it is something very great an epic itself is history and depiction of history but in a very very interpretative manner while enunciating the incidents which took place in the past they also explain it the back and forth of it the inside and outside of it with a view to lay down and impart the values and ideals of life then it becomes an epic otherwise it's only a history unlike the other books this epic is read by the people reflected upon by people preached by the people heard by the people followed by the people we have been various degrees ramas even now rama is described not as a god by valmiki he describes him as a maryada purushottama a model man in whom values are present in ample measure while describing rama's story he has always mentioned the good and great points but wherever rama has difficulty and failure that also he has described he has not concealed them if dasharatha gave half of the pudding the prasada he got from the sacrifice in the fire half of it to kamsalya then when he went to sumitra and kaiye he divided it and gave one half to sumitra that is one four when he went to kaiye his hand did not allow him he divided it again so only one eighth she got and the remaining she gave to sumitra why did he do so he was a great poet valmiki you will find explanations for it how did he arrange the coronation there also there was an undue haste and hurry that is why he got in trouble so everything is beautifully explained there so i was explaining some instances in drama's life and saying that the epic author always describes an incident and he also brings forth the arguments and reasoning behind it whether it is a wrong action 
what is the reason for the wrong whether it's a right action what is the reason for it so it is always explaining the right and wrong explaining the inner story as well as the outer event it's a very very educative and enlightening program and everywhere you will find our narrations are full of rationality our acharyas argue that whatever is mentioned in the scriptures cannot be accepted they have to become reasonable and proper if they cannot stand the test of reason and propriety it cannot be accepted in the scriptures there are scriptural writings many things may be there now in kerala we had a fireworks accident who told you that fireworks is a religious item it is not a religious item it is not associated with the deity at all fireworks is something that has to be done meters and meters away from the idol the sanctum sanctorum and the temple it cannot be anywhere near because there will be splinters and other things flying you can see if at all a firework only from a safe distance everywhere we are flouting the law i feel ashamed that the hindu dharma has to be intercepted corrected and halted and corrected by the court of law people say the court should not interfere in religious matters let me ask you who else will interfere who are doing child marriage who are denying widow marriage who are denying part of the wealth to the girls was there any machinery or effort on our part to correct them do we have any law religious law in the country are not our civil and criminal matters under the constitution and the constitution missionaries can we have a religious practice which is besides the constitution many of the temples were held by guralas their owners and they mismanaged the huge temple tirupati temple was run at one time by a sanyasi i was served i'm subject to correction all of them had to be taken over by the government even in travancore and cochin our maharajas were in charge of the temples not the hindu society that does the hindu society have any mechanism by virtue of which good and noble people will be interested in the task of administering as our administrators of the government are interested with you know the bureaucracy is very strong only the elected missionary changes somebody told me our prime minister has many good things to do but the bureaucracy will not allow it has not changed at all so there is a very strong force so it is easy to say you know i am feeling ashamed that our dharma shastras vedas upanishads etc are very very vociferous in laying down rules regulations fundamental principles of life action propriety etc in spite of this why is it that we finally launch our matters to the court to decide and when we take it to the court people will say they should not interfere in religious matters then who will see to the propriety of devotion 
and devotional practices. Thousands and lakhs and crores of people assembled in the name of devotion. Who will manage the crowd? Who will enforce the right discipline? Do we have any missionary? So you want the government to interfere and give you safety, but they have no voice in the administration. Can it ever be? I think these are all perverted points. I am feeling very much ashamed that the Hindu dharma, which is so great, so honorable, so edifying, it is being crucified by our people. This elephant, a wild animal, it's not a domestic animal like the dog or the cow. Why do you want to bring it? And why do you want to put the Lord on top? Where? There is an accouterment with it where it's neti button and there is a cloth covering it. That cloth is folded, unfolded and put on the elephant's head, neck, etc. That is where the tantri takes the idol and sits. And this particular cloth never is given a bath. How can the tantri sit there with the idol? And this tantri says, none of you should touch me. So he can pollute the idol and himself by sitting on the cloth, which is old, full of sweat. And the elephant can pass tool and urine inside the temple. That is not pollution. But if a crow comes and discharges something, it becomes polluted. Where is it written? What do you understand by all this? Don't you think a very deep delusion and perversion are there? Our devotion to God should be expressed by our own. Let us take a palanquin, put the idol there and let us carry the palanquin. Let us have a chariot if necessary. But how can you catch hold of the wild animal? And what are you doing? Piercing it with a knife, hooking and pulling it with a hook and using a spear you are hitting it. The elephant is kept under fear for obeyance. Can you not love the elephant? Handle it with a lot of love. If my dear, come here, it should come. Go there, it should go. Then it's okay. But even then, the stool and urine are not acceptable and the cloth is not acceptable. How can it be? But still, our tandris and the devotees and these people say, <laughs> I cannot understand this. I was also a boy. I was a lover of elephant. I used to be after the festival. But when I came to think of these things and they are giving non-vegetarian food also to the vegetarian animal. Any nonsense is done under religion. It doesn't have any religious sanction or purity. I was mentioning some of these points. I thought of sharing it with you. Hari Om Tats Jaya Guru.